Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Belong Church. I'm so glad that you're along with us on this journey. And thank you for everyone who participated in 21 days of prayer. How many of y'all are happy to be eating today? And whatever it was you're fasting, you're able to be back onto that and enjoying that. And maybe if some of you are like me, and there's a couple of things that you realize during 21 days of prayer and fasting that you really don't want to keep going with that and going to make some efforts to make some life changes. So if you're with me on that, pray for me and I'll pray for you because it's going to be a little bit more tough to not just fast it for 21 days, but to actually make a life change. But we're going to make it. We're all going to take this journey together. Well, as we start this week, and we're continuing on in the message series about the fruit of the Spirit, and I, and I didn't intend for that to be the case, and it just kind of stumbled upon, but I think it's really awesome as we start off this year that we don't just set up um, resolutions, and by this point in the, in the new year, almost everybody has abandoned their New Year's resolutions, and they're just like back to how life was, and, and our goal is not to let that be the case, and and that's largely the reason for 21 days of prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year that we start off the year with something where we're giving and surrendering our life to God and, and, and all of our habits and just ch making a change in our daily schedule anyway. But we're continuing on this morning, but as, as I was thinking about this, I, I was thinking about, uh, uh, don't get very much downtime, but occasionally um, one day a week or maybe two days a week, I'll have like a day that I get to, we call it land the plane, that I don't have to go anywhere immediately, I don't have anything scheduled the next morning, that I can just come home and just relax and put my fuzzy um, pants on and a t-shirt and just lay here and watch TV and enjoy. And I was watching this show. And this, this couple are running, and the one kept going, but one got tired and felt like they couldn't get go on. And it's a crime show, so you kind of start hearing the music going on in the background. And all of a sudden, something happens, and you, you, you know, you're like me. You're like, hey, girl, go, you got to run. Hey, man, don't stop there. You know, there's somebody coming. You, you got all this foreknowledge because you can tell by the music and all this stuff. But you see them, and they're like, I can't go on. And all of a sudden, somebody jumps out, and they get scared, and all of a sudden, they're going. <laughs> They're, they're running faster than they were before. See, their body wasn't truly tired. It's just their motivation had dropped. And they were paying more attention to something else. But all of a sudden, when something superseded that, they changed. And that body that couldn't go on went on. And it, it was just pretty funny. And I had a similar situation. Seeing a dermatologist, she, she told me and gave me instructions for this topical wash. And on the instructions, it says to air dry. And there ain't nobody got time for that. I mean, that just takes up too much time. And next time I saw her, I'm like, listen, I'm not following the instructions that is there because I, I just don't have time for that. And, but how many of you know that if she told me that I had to, I would have. But my words literally to her were, I don't have the patience to sit there after the shower's over and just wait for all the water to dry off my body. But if she told me that I really needed to, it was part of the healing process or part of the process that she has prescribed to me, even though I would say I don't have patience for that, even though I would say I don't have time for that, how many of you know I would have if I needed to? Well, it's a similar way in what we're looking at this morning. And we see the, the text that we have um, for the whole time of this, this, 
this um, series is found in Galatians chapter 5, starting with verse 22. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And this week we're looking at peace and patience. And I started off telling that story, the two stories, because our patience may be waning, and we may not be able to think that we have time for this or we don't want to do this, but we can actually change our priorities by what things happen. Now, the antithesis of the 21, I'm sorry, of the eight fruits of the Spirit are also listed here as hate, sadness, Anxiety and impatience are the ones that we're looking at today, the antithesis of them. Evil, envy, infidelity, brutality, and self-indulgence. All of these things, as we've looked at for the last couple of weeks, before we can even take one step in seeing a life change and being able to start having the characteristics of the fruits of the Spirit in our lives require us to surrender. For us to surrender our lives and our will to God and where we look at there's this world over here that is natural and where we're all going to live where where death and destruction and and being robbed from and stolen from and all this stuff that's just natural in the world, a a terrible sinful world, all the way over to here where Jesus describes in John 10.10 as I have life to the full available to you. But there's this difference in places in order to move from this one to what he has for us, the the great plans he has for our lives, we have to surrender. And and I've never actually even thought about it before, but I always make this analogy, but the the life over here is death and destruction and killing, and over here is, is life to the full, and what's in the middle is me with my arms stretched out saying, I have to surrender God. And that's what it requires of us because I can't continue doing life the way I've always done it and the way I, 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 I think it should be and then still follow in his ways. This morning we're looking at anxiety versus patience. See, anxiety is where I, I just get all worked up about everything and I can't control it. And it's, a, it's a control issue. And patience is the fruit of the Spirit that says, okay, I've yielded my control and I'm just waiting on you. I surrender God. Romans chapter 2, verse 4 says this. Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience? knowing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. You see, as we look at the next verse, it shows the highlight of patience. See, we've been looking at this, that it's God's kindness that's intended to lead us to repentance, to a change of mind. We looked at that in great detail last week. But it's patience is the part of it. His riches of his kindness and forbearance that he's going to just, okay, I'm, I'm being really, really, I, I'm not going to beat you over the head because you made a mistake again. And, and God's patience. But can I, can I talk to you this morning about patience and how it relates to priorities? See, people say, and I've heard all my life, hey, don't pray for patience because God's going to make you go through all this terrible stuff. And, and that's not necessarily even the definition of, that I think that this is talking about it when it relates to the fruits of the Spirit. I think it more 
accurately is described by our priorities. See, my priorities can be like that person running just on their own and just saying, okay, I'm out of gas, I'm done. But when something happens to change the priorities, all of a sudden I can go. I can do that. Another example would be someone would say, man, I don't have enough money to pay the, for my car bill and, you know, my bills I got. But, yeah, they're making other decisions with their money. But the first time the repo truck comes to get their, their vehicle and take it because they didn't pay for it, they can find the money to get it back. They would have said the day before they don't have the money, but after something bad happened, they, they find the money. They, they change their priorities. But how does that relate to our walk with Christ or discipleship? Or, or even the fruits of the Spirit, it happens because we have to make intentionality in everything we do, even in our decisions of how we walk. We looked last week into how I act towards other people and showing God's love and showing God's kindness. Colossians 3, verse 12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, man, God has chose you, man. If we don't go anywhere else, I could stop there. That's amazing. God chose you. Someone needs to hear that this morning. Today, God chose you. You're holy means you're set apart and dearly loved. Now look at this. Clothe yourselves. You got to do something. See, this shirt didn't just automatically jump on me when I got out of bed. I had to go and take the, the effort, and there, there's a process involved with taking a shower and get drying off and, and going through all this stuff to clothe myself. Here, we're seeing there's a process in clothing. Hey, God has chose you. You're holy, and you mean you're dearly loved, but you don't let it stop there. There's a comma there. There isn't a period there continues on, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility and gentleness, and to close it out, patience. And again, I want to suggest to you the word patience, I'm not talking about a literal translation, but I'm telling you about the, the connotation I'm trying to de derive to us that we put it better into something that makes a change in my life, is a change in your priorities that I'm going to wait on God and I'm not going to just bully out there and do it on my own, but I'm going to clothe myself with trusting God. Ephesians 4 says this, Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you. Man, I, I, I'm imploring you. I'm getting down my knees and begging you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. Man, that you walk worthy, that you make this journey Make it worthy of the love and the, everything that God has poured into you. Verse 2, with all humility and gentleness, with patience. Hey, man, you got to change your priorities from being ready to get mad at somebody to saying, I'm going to trust God with you. I'm going to let, like we looked at last week, the love that God says covers over a multitude of sins and I'm going to give that to God, and I'm going to trust God with that. Showing tolerance for one another in love. I'm going to choose love. I'm going to give this to God. Verse 3, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit 
in the bond of peace. Being diligent means i got to stay on top of my game to do this because I have to preserve unity. I can't let me and you come out of fellowship. I can't let something come between me and you because that's allowing something to come between me and God. Being diligent for the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 6 says this, We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. In other words, I'm not going to allow anything. If I see there's something that somebody could trip on, man, I'm going to pick that up. If I need to sweep the floor so someone's not going to slip and fall, man, I'm going to be attentive. It's not saying, hey, whatever's there is there. I don't really care. It's not my problem. If you trip on it, it's your fault. It's not my problem. Hey, you stumbled? You're stupid. You weren't watching where you're going. No, 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 no. We can't be that way because are we our brother's keeper? Yes. Are we responsible to make sure as best we can that we are there to love and show kindness because that kindness is what leads people to know God? Verse 4, rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. Look at this. And this is the Apostle Paul talking here and he's writing this and and he's gone through a whole bunch of stuff and he's got more stuff to go through and it's a really difficult life that he's gone through and he could have lived a, a an elaborate life and he was one of the top officials in the in the temple and in a member of the Sanhedrin and the council and all this stuff and he chose to walk out this personal relationship but look at this in times of great endurance in troubles, in hardships, and distresses. Man, when you read the New Testament and you hear what happened in his life, man, he's talking from a place of intimate knowledge. Look at this. In beatings, imprisonments, and riots. Man, everybody's turning upside down the town. They're burning things down because of him preaching. Man, we've had some riots in our, in our country, but none of it's because somebody preached a good message. In hard work, in sleepless nights, in hunger. Man, it's not easy sometimes to serve God. But in that, we have to change our priorities. Look at this in verse 6. In purity, understanding, patience, and kindness. See, all those bad things can go on and I can turn my focus to that and that will be all there is or if I change my priorities to say, I'm not going to look at what is going on here, but I'm going to keep my eyes up here, then in the purity of who I am in God and in the understanding of who I am and where he's called me to do that, there's going to be things that I don't understand. I'm going to keep my priorities right and I'm going to keep being kind to those people who are still being bad to me. Those people who are beating me, those people who are imprisoning me, those people who are causing me to have great endurance in great times of trouble and hardship in the Holy Spirit. And it's not just in the Holy Spirit. And in sincere love. Again, as we looked at last week, this isn't my love that I can just naturally have for someone. See, I can have a connection with somebody and say, man, I love you. And I, I've joked so many times before that my wife tells everybody that she loves them. And she'll be on the phone with somebody and just before she hangs up, just, hey, love you. And, you know, and it's not even that love that's just from here. My wife is a very loving person. She's amazing. But it's not just that love that, that is natural because she's a natural loving person and great. 
This is the sincere love that comes from God the Father. The kind that I can't do of my own. As we looked at last week, that this is the proof that you are my disciples. This is how you know because you're walking in this love. I have patience and kindness. Verse 7, in truthful speech. Man, I'm telling the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, but I'm going to love you. And in the power of God. I'm not letting this just be meaningless on my words towards you. But I'm going to be loving, be truthful, and the power of God is going to be a part of my speech. With the weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left. He's like, hey, man, you got these weapons of doing warfare, and we're going to go through all of that. It may be tough, but I'm going to keep my eyes and my focus and my priorities, if you'll allow me that. And your kindness. Verse 8. Through glory and dishonor, whether people say, man, how great are you? Or if they say, oh, you're terrible, and those words are not your own. Whether it's a bad report or a good report, man, whether it doesn't matter because I still have to do what God's called me to do. Genuine, everything's the right way. I'm right with God, yet I'm regarded as an imposter. See, the Apostle Paul has gone through all of these things that he's, he's describing here, and he's saying, in all of this, have patience. Now, for all you note-takers, there's a couple more references that I'm not going to take the time to go through for the sake of time. It, but if you want to go and look more for the, the Scriptures on patience that we're talking about, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, and Hebrews 6.12 are additional resources that you can look at. Ephesians 4.2 says, Be humble. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. See, we see in Galatians the description of all the fruits of the Spirit, but here in Ephesians, he's telling us a command. Hey, you gotta be patient. Again, if I can suggest to you the, the understanding that it's like uh, my priorities are changing, now I'm going to bear with you in love. Because I'm not going to say, man, you've messed up so many times. It's too many times. Now I'm going to be patient with you. And I'm going to see that there's a priority change, that it's not my decision, it's not my judgment, it's not my thoughts on how you are, but I'm looking at you now through the lens of God, whose kindness and love covers a multitude of sins. I'm not going to say, okay, that was one time, that was two times. A couple of weeks ago, we looked at that. The, the disciples, Jesus was saying, hey, seven times. And they came back and said, Jesus, forgive my brother seven times. He goes, no, 70 times seven. He's like, man, it's the biggest number you can even possibly have, and it's, it's even that isn't the limit. Being patient Bearing with one another. In other words, how are we going to get through life together? We talk all the time about taking this journey with one another, inviting somebody to take this journey with you. And very often I'll talk to people during the week and I'll tell them, hey, you're not in this alone. I'm here with you. If you need me, you can call me, you can text me any time of the day. If I'm sleeping, I'll answer you when I get up. But this is what it's all about. 
It's about being there for one another. Now look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. We don't want you to become lazy. Man, I don't want you just to hear the words of God that is, is there. I don't want you just to, to hear um, and become more and more knowledgeable in your head knowledge about the, the greatness of God, the plan for his life, but it's to imitate. Jesus in the last week said, hey, follow my example. The Apostle Paul, I believe, wrote Hebrews, and he's saying here, but imitate those that through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. He's saying, hey, you need to imitate. If you don't have it all together yet, if you haven't figured it all out yet, if you're just still new to this, like, man, I, I just really don't know. Am I saying fake it till you make it? Yeah, not really, but kind of. But you need to imitate. You need to see some structure that someone ahead of you in the game. Dutch Sheets talks about when he first went to Christ of the Nations, he, he sat beside someone who was further advanced in praying. And, and the way, the posture of that person and the way they rocked, he watched them and says, I don't know how to pray like this person. And they obviously know some. So he started imitating them. He said to this day, he still prays that same way. Now, is that a pattern? That's the only way you pray? Absolutely not. But he, that person, that giant in the Lord led Dutch Sheets to imitate him. And now Dutch Sheets then got this revelation from God. We're to do that the same thing. Another place Paul says, hey, follow me as I'm following God. That puts a great responsibility on me to say that. May I suggest it puts a great responsibility on you to say that to other people in your life that you're bringing, hey, I don't have it all together, but come on, follow me. We're going we're gonna to take this journey from this land to this land. But look at the next screen how it focuses now. Through faith and patience. Everyone that you're going to look at to imitate, they made the difference. They made the change in their lives through patience and faith. And they went on to inherit what was promised. See, God has all these promises for you in your life. And for you to get there, you have to do that through faith, which means I'm persuaded and I have confidence. But you can't be confident and persuaded if you haven't seen somebody else and say, hey, it's working for them. I'm going to do what they're doing. And that's going to lead me to inherit what was promised. Philippians 4, 9 says, what you have learned and received or heard from me or even seen in me. Apostle Paul again is saying, Hey, if you've seen all this stuff, if you've been around me and you, you've learned this because you heard my teaching or you've received it or you've heard it even and you haven't received it yet or you haven't learned it yet, you see the different stages here. Or wait, if you've even just seen this in me, look at this. Put it into practice. Before he said imitate it. Now he's like, hey, if you just see this, me taking this journey in faith with God Put it in practice. In other words, I can take from someone else and say, God is doing this in their life, and I really want that. And I'm going to do that. So how do you read the word, Pastor Kevin? How do you pray, Dr. Kennedy? Go to all these different things. Even if you don't know them, you can just hear or see them. You can be listening to a podcast or watching or whatever. Put it into practice. Say, okay, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to implement that into my life. 
We're at the, the beginning of a new year. We're still in the first month of the new year. Hey, take this thing. Find something and put it into practice. Look at this. And the God of peace will be with you. The God that's going to bring you peace will be with you. See, he's saying you can see somebody that's doing the right thing and on the journey, and they're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. Paul made mistakes. He said, man, I'm the worst sinner of all. But even in that journey and seeing what they're taking this journey with God, put into practice the good things you see in their life, and God's going to be right there with you. He's going to help you. Colossians 3.15 says this, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. The fruit of the Spirit, peace, let it rule in your heart. Since as members of one body you were called to peace. So see, the fruit of the Spirit, peace, is not just something that's optional. It's not just something that's, well, if you ever get around to it, it's what we are called to. The God of peace. The peace of Christ. We were called to it. Please bow your heads. As we look at the two fruits of the Spirit this morning, patience and peace. The truth is there will be no peace in your life without the Prince of Peace, Jesus. We will struggle with anxiety and lack of patience until we accept Christ and surrender our lives to living the path that he has set for us. Today, before we renew our purpose to grow and produce fruit, I want to give everyone an opportunity to begin the best relationship you'll ever experience. It begins with a simple prayer that you can pray. Simply repeat after me. I invite you to take that, make that decision today. Simply repeat after me. Say, God in heaven, I want to begin that relationship with you. I want to know you. Right now, I ask you to forgive me for every time I've missed it. I surrender my life to you. Thank you for dying on the cross, giving your life for me. Today, I give my life to you. And the best way I know how I'm going to follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, I pray for all of us, Lord, that have renewed our commitment to you this morning. For that one that prayed for the very first time. It's just kind of putting their, their little toe into the water and just kind of seeing. Lord, maybe they're going to take that step because they don't even understand all the different steps, but they're just going to say, hey, I've seen something here. I'm going, to, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to imitate them. I'm going to make these things into practice. I'm going to start trying. Lord, and your word says we just saw it, that you're going to be right there. You're going to jump on. You're going to grab us. And you're going to help propel us forward into the plan of the great place. For all of us, Lord, I pray that we renew our purpose to grow. That, Lord, healthy things grow and we should be producing fruit. We should be producing the fruits of the Spirit that you lined out for us. This morning, today, for patience. To change our priorities, to not be looking at the things in the worldly perspective, but be looking at them from a heavenly perspective. And for peace, 
that your peace will rule in our lives. We give all this to you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, if you took that step with us this morning, I want to invite you to take the next step, and that's simply to do this. Text the word NEXT to 469-289-1114, and that is simply just our text communication system that we can communicate back and forth with you and let you know what your next step could be if you would like to take that. And of course, I've already mentioned a couple of times to take the opportunity to invite someone to take this journey with you. And it's maybe you want to copy this URL and send it to them. An easier way now is you can text the word YouTube all together, Y-O-U-T-U-B-E, to that same text number, 469-289-1114. We have many people that are doing that. And after the service goes live, later in the afternoon, we send that link to them. So it's real easy just to go into your text messages and click and you can watch it. And lastly, as we close, if you want to be a part of the financial solution that is Belong Church, the easiest way to do that is text to give. That's a different number. Text the word GIVE to 469-410-7788. Or you can simply go to givetobelong.com. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for what you're doing here. Lord, I thank you for the journey that you have for all of us. Lord, I thank you for this plan and this path that you have for us and and the fruit of the Spirit, that we can grow into these things, that we're not stuck in this place, but we can journey from this world that comes natural into this place where there's life to the full. Father, I speak a blessing over everyone that's taken this journey. Lord, I speak a blessing over all of us that are trying and stepping out, and maybe it's an uncomfortable place to, to do this and not even sure of it all. I speak your blessings. Father, I speak a blessing over everyone who's paid their tithes and their offerings this week. Lord, for those that have given a gift for the first time, Lord, I speak your blessing on them, Lord, that you're going to meet them right where they're at, and you're going to cause abundance to come for their faithfulness and their obedience. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.